after the whistle, the official Patty's <laughs> laughing. The official podcast of Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long. Normally every week, but we skipped a week. Sorry about that. Giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. Uh, this one's on me. I was away on a vacation in a remote cabin. Um, so, yeah, Patty. What did, what did we? What did, what did I miss? <laughs> How dare you ask me that question, Johnny? I'm never going you? on vacation again, dog. Bro, you are you are banned from vacation forever. <laughs> like at least while the season's on, you're not allowed to go on vacation. Because, oh good God, what God. were those two games? What were what were those? What were those? Where to begin? Ah, uh, yeah. You don't even know, do you? I mean, I I don't honestly. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, if we look two at two injury games, time losses in a row, two yeah. weeks in a row. Um, I believe that is. Oh, it's actually our third losing streak of the season. I didn't know we've had three. Our first yep. two were in the opening seven games before we really picked it up again. Uh, this is our first losing streak since Sabater came into the team. You know, two months ago. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I want to say that these these losses were flukes, but after having rewatched both games, which. If you're listening and you're mm-hmm. thinking about doing that, it's not worth it to rewatch. Just to not do it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, if we start with the, the cavalry game, so it was a bit of I'm going to call it return to like frustrating early season ATO. Yeah, yeah. Um, we pl- we played a three four three, and and really, I don't think we ever at any point during that game looked scary at all. No. You know, no, the- I mean, first, it's a it's a it's a formation that we're not super, super duper used to doing. Mm-hmm. And it's a formation that we definitely did do at the beginning of the season when we weren't very good. So, yeah. And I get that, like, obviously there's injuries and, you know, Carlos is working with what he's got. But at the same time, like, I don't think this was the game to revert to an old quote unquote old uh, old yeah. formation for us. Um, yeah. And it really showed when, you know, you, you put us against a, a cavalry team who's probably red hot. Uh, and, and is probably looking to top the table going into the end. And I, oh, it yeah. sucks because I think that if we had to actually beat them, we would be on, on top of the moon right now, man. Mm-hmm. But instead, here we are uh, talking about this loss and a more crushing loss against Vancouver. Against Vancouver as well. Talking about the, t- the, the back-to-back losses, back-to-back losing goals in injury time. Um, yes. against the tables on the complete opposite and against the clubs on the complete opposite ends of the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like zero consistency, which is frustrating. Um, but at least, you know, in positive news, uh, we saw the debut of Wally, the, the new mascot for, uh, for Atletico, mm-hmm. um, at the cavalry game. Uh, it was good. My, my daughter was there. She went, um, and, nice. and had a, had a blast and, there you, go. you know, Thomas brought her down a little, little Wally, you know, plush animal and now it's in her bedroom. That's awesome. So yeah, it was sick. Um, so I mean, stuff like that is really good. I'm I'm super stoked that the club. You know, I I post I posted about it on Twitter, social media, and I think that you know Capital City has obviously done it as well. Um, but it's cool to see a, a club really embrace something that's uh, an organic fan made idea that came out of basically nothing, um, yeah. and became just part of the 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 dub culture and the and the, the history of that or you know of that area and of Capital City supporters. Um, and it's cool to see it enshrined as like an official mascot in the league because it's funny now because 
guaranteed there's going to be people that are going to look at Athletic Ottawa and then be like, oh, the mascot is it's a, a, di- a dinosaur. Why? <laughs> Why? Why is this? <laughs> so it's cool because it's not like, you know, some corporate like let's let's do a focus group and figure out yeah. what mascot we should choose that best goes with our demographic. It was more just the fans picked it, which yeah. is really cool in this league. Um, and I know it's an early it's a you know, this league's been around for what five years. Yeah. Um, but it's neat to see organic kind of fan based um things coming out of the coming out of the clubs and the supporters groups across no it's great especially in a league like this where everything about it basically from top to bottom is painfully like come up in a focus group in an office in in toronto somewhere like (laughs) it's it's all just screams that you know obvious curated focus group stuff from from the names of the clubs to the logos to well, everything, it, to everyone else's mascots as well. Like it's agreed, all just, yeah. I agree. And I think if you look at the two clubs that I'll say are the most organic or the most, you know, um, grassroots, it's, it's us. And I know people will be like, oh, well, you know, you've got a European club that's like your daddy or whatever. But this club easily could have fizzled in Ottawa. And mm. the reason it didn't is because of the engagement of the fans and the supporters groups. Yeah. Specifically capital city supporters in the dub for sure. Um, and, and, other fans that are just passionate about the club and and we grew this into what it is now and i think you know i have to give credit where credit's due the other the other team in the league that did that was halifax right Mm -hmm. so halifax is another team that really focused on grassroots efforts and they pack their stadium every every week yeah um so i think in order for the league to grow we should be focusing more on that and less on putting an expansion club in langley (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I will say though that Wally could easily beat up Rover. Um, oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, he would eat him for lunch for sure. Anything to not talk about these friggin' games, oh. bud. Uh, yeah. you know, let's talk. Let's talk about the mascots. <laughs> no, well, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't. So, um, no, but yeah. I think that we should probably talk about something that happened in the Cavs game, just in general. Um, and really, it's a league-wide problem, and it's oh boy, man, there are some problems with Canada soccer officiants across this league this season, yeah. especially. Yeah, and I mean, before anyone says, "Oh, it's not the refs' fault you lost the game," we know it's not the refs' fault. We didn't lose; the, we lost the game. It was a poor showing from us. It was probably mm-hmm. a deserved loss at the end of it, all things considered. But we still got to talk about. We still got to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, holy shit, man. so I mean. Everyone who's probably listening to this right now, because if you're listening to a niche soccer podcast about Atletico Ottawa, you probably are generally pretty up on what's going on in the league. <laughs> um, the league has has had some serious issues with quality of officiating across the matches. You know, there's there's no rhyme or reason. Um, it, well, I mean, I say there's no rhyme or reason. There's a few, be, you know, bad offenders. I'm going to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in general, the officiating across the league is not that great, yeah. um, and it's it's causing a lot of issues. Um, I think that the biggest problem is is this league has a very um, card I guess card happy referees. Yeah, um, for you sure. Have guys like Soare. Um, I was reading an article today. Uh, you know, one of the referees who's refed 28 games in this league has mm-hmm. given out 139 cards, <laughs> and that's not including double yellows. <laughs> so that's an average of five point whatever cards over five cards a game over five cards a game which to me shows two things to me it shows that they're obviously not controlling the game because the i think number one the referee's number one job is to control the game through fair unbiased you know officiating Mm -hmm. um and i get that you have to be you know 
firm in your calls sometimes, but also I think that part of the problem too is the rest in this league make a call and then they have no wiggle room at all after they make it. Once they're committed, they're committed yeah. and it, it's causing problems. Um, so, so yeah, so I think that control of the game is, is number one. And then two is this, this issue with cards because this league, I get it is a development league and you know, it, it's considered a, a top flight league in Canada, but at the same time, like I understand that it's also a league for the officiants to learn how to be professional referees. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't have people giving out hundreds of cards in under 30 games yeah. Five plus cards. And he's not the only one. He's not the only yeah. one. We saw like the referee for the cavalry game is Ben Hoskins. Yeah. And I think that in saying that the game was out of control is an understatement. Like, yeah, look, no, it was absolutely out of, of control. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, ridiculous. So I woke up. I mean, obviously I didn't watch the game live, but I woke up and like the chat had exploded. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. boy, what happened? Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> um, you know, taking a sidebar will will, from our perspective, I think, address at least one of the major issues which happened at the end of the game. There's a couple, yeah, but one of them so, was probably the most egregious. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll talk about, obviously, um, big goal at the end. Yes. Uh, players run towards the dub. Obviously. For players the dub. run towards the dub. As they want to do, they love to do it. You know, we're probably the loudest supporters section in the league, so they always want to give us a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine, you know, as long as you don't get too close. Yes. As long as you don't get too close. Um, it is quite clear from the video footage that at least one cavalry player put their hands on an Ottawa supporter. This is absolutely unacceptable. Um, you can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, as far as I understand, there is currently an investigation going on about this because, you know, you can't be putting your hands on fans. Like, that's absolutely, you can't be doing it, especially in a way that can be perceived as assault. It is absolutely not okay. Um, there is precedent for lengthy bans for things like this. As I said, there is an investigation currently ongoing. Um, so we'll see where that turns. Um, yeah. It's definitely like it's... <clears throat> this is a problem with the officiating, for sure, that you let this get out of hand. This is a problem that the team and the stadium and the league also needs to figure out. Like, why is the uh, away bench constantly in front of the dub? Um, this is well, also not, a pro- again. I don't want to say this is specifically an ATO problem either, because yeah. th- we're not the only club that you know, something similar to this has happened to. And I mean, again, this example is probably the worst example of it because you yes. have uh, a player from Cavalry actually physically interacting with fans who mm-hmm. are in the stands. Yeah, um, and I completely agree with you. So to to you know set the record straight on my end as well. I know Johnny, you, you said your piece, um, but I completely agree that that touching fans by professional athletes you know it's one thing if you're high-fiving them or whatever but to have opposing players go and showboat in front of a supporters section and then go and grab their fans yeah um you know it to me is again completely unacceptable the fact that it was able to get to that point i think largely rests on the referee's inability to control the match um you know it's uh, what can i say i mean it's, it's just unacceptable yeah, and I also want to put some blame on the Calvary coaching staff, especially considering their entire bench cleared out to join the team in front of the yes. dub. That is also completely unacceptable. That should be resulting in a hefty fine. And Tommy Whelan Jr., maybe instead of cupping your ear towards the stands, pretending you're Jose fucking Mourinho, maybe you should take a look at your players and yes. ma- on the bench and make sure that they're not running towards the fucking supporter section. Not after only the late players, goal. but, you know, some of the staff. From the it's ridiculous. Club, it's absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. And I mean, yeah. the, the way that he acted, the way the rest of the team acted, they're certainly breeding a culture down there in Calvary and it goes from top to bottom and it's it's honestly it's shameful it's pathetic and you should take a real hard look at yourself I hope you get fined like
like crazy. And I hope that whoever responsible for this incident after the investigation gets a lengthy ban. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and I hope that the, the investigation uh, is swift and <clears throat> they're able to use the you know, witness statements as well as the footage and the photos from, from the incident um, to determine who's responsible. And I agree with you. If it's determined that one of the players grabbed a fan in any way, um, I think that that, that deserves a, a multi-game ban um, and probably a fine as well, in my opinion. Having said this, because yes. I don't want to appear biased, um, <laughs> guys, you got to stop throwing cans in the field. Yes. Um, it's not okay. Um, I know I believe there was one thrown on the field this time. One is always too many. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't the first time it's happened. Uh, the club gets fined for this, by yep. the way, um, and it just gets more and more each time it happens. Um, and also, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. There's rumblings that behind closed doors, uh, punch, uh, punishments are possibly down the pipeline if this doesn't stop. So I understand, you know, in the heat of the moment, especially if you see your supporters getting assaulted by opposing players, you're going to want to do something about it in the passion. But please do not throw cans onto the pitch. It's just not on. Yeah, it's not on. And I mean, if we look at this, this incident, uh, I am trying my hardest not to connect the two. But anyone yeah. who watched it on TV saw that, yes, you know, in this case, there was footage or photos or whatever of a cavalry player touching fans. But in, in the same breath, you saw, you know, a beer can go onto the field as well. So so I think it takes a, it takes away a little bit from the the. The issue at hand and and really kind of makes us look bad. And but when I say us, I mean like the royal us, as in the dumb. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about capital city supporters. Yeah. Obviously, there's other groups and and official supporters groups and unofficial supporters groups that are in the dub. Um, as far as I understand, I don't think anyone from capital city uh, was involved in this in this can throwing incident. But either way, there's it's just completely unacceptable to to throw things on the field because as much as we just talked about how unacceptable it is for players to to touch fans it's mm-hmm. also completely unacceptable for for players to be in danger of being hit by a half full beer can thrown by someone who's had 17 beers and is angry because we conceded in injury time yeah. i'm angry too i'm yeah. angry i watched it if i was in the dub i'd be yelling middle fingers would be going up i would probably yeah. be saying stuff that i wouldn't want on on film or audio yeah. ever and this, but and this is fine time, this that, is that, fine but yeah, just exactly. don't be throwing stuff you know, exactly. don't be throwing stuff. You have to. The thing is, is that when you stoop to the level, then now you get a reputation and we get situations like this where everyone in the league is talking about the can being thrown and nobody's talking about the assault happening because it's not as clear on the footage of, of, about which one it happened. Right. Although, so. although I have to give credit, <laughs> there's a sick photo. Of like, I don't know who it was, but they, they're throwing up the middle finger to like the Caps fans <laughs> and it came out of this. And I was like, that is excellent. <laughs> what a great there photo. You there you go. You love it. <laughs> So yes, so um, anyway, we want to address that. Officiants in this league need a, lo- a ton of work, and I, I, I don't know, man. I I'm not gonna lie. I like Loki inquired with Canada Soccer to be like, hey, I just sent them an email, and I was like, hey, mm-hmm. like, is there a way to have you guys review the performance of your referees? Is there a system in place? <laughs> You're doing that- the legwork, <laughs> bro. I just I'm I'm sick of it. I got literally mm-hmm. sick of it, and I sat down, and I wrote an email, and I was basically like. You know, as a as a passionate fan of the league, and as yeah. someone who's in, you know involved in 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 supporters group culture and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, I just I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the fact that we say these things, and it's not just us. It's now, I would say, carte blanche across the league, and mm-hmm. it's in fan sections. We talk about it all the time. We talk about how poor the referees are in this in this league, and how nothing is ever done about it. 
we still have Suarez out there refereeing games. We still have Ben Hoskins out there refereeing yeah. games. Like these guys should be sent down a league. They shouldn't be refereeing professional matches. And I know that some people out there are probably listening and they're like, well, you shouldn't call out referees by their name. No, I'm going to call those two out specifically <laughs> because I've seen the stats. I've seen yeah. them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Their, yeah. their performance as referees is ridiculous and they don't belong in this league. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> there you go. No, you got it out. Um, yeah. Having said that, if we look at the stats of this Cavs game. Yeah, um, let's have a look at that. I mean, you know, we don't want to go too deep into it because, you know, kind of a bummer to talk about. Um, but, I mean, we kind of got, especially at the end there, we kind of got a little bit ATO'd by them, didn't we? We did. As far yeah. as, you know, the time-wasting antics and, and all of that nonsense and the dark arts. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they, obviously, they, like, it was 50-50%. You know, they had no big chances. Um, you know, they had more shots, more shots on target. But, uh, it, I don't know, it just seemed not like classic calves, you know? Yeah, I think that, that Tommy Wilden Jr. slowly started to unravel the onion that is Cargo. I think last year when he came in and began doing this, no one was prepared for it um, mm-hmm. in the league. And I think we're starting to see teams evolve their strategy to counter what we're putting out and also incorporating some of the effective strategies in ours. Yeah. And yes, one of them is a bit of, shithousery time wasting mm-hmm. whatever yeah. um but we're seeing we're seeing teams like cavalry who can both play an extremely high press attacking game mm-hmm. but also are able to look at what ato has done so far this season and last season and really adjust how they play the game and this is where we saw it they beat us on almost every single stat yeah. um you know shots shots on target block shots passes you know and again we talk about passes not being that important for us but at the same time, like that's what we're talking about. It's it's those stats that as we start to move down, you're like, oh boy, like they won ninety two percent of their tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, they had eight interceptions. We had three. It was the thing is, is that they they played a good away game. You know, and yeah. normally we normally we play a good away game, and then at home we try and sort of replicate that. But they played a proper away game in our stadium. We actually led most of the passing uh, stats. You know, we, we had about, we had the same percent accurate passes, only two less than theirs. We actually had more passes in our own half than they had in theirs. That's not normally a thing that you see happen. We had more accurate long balls, more accurate crosses. It was just. But it's almost like they again, having rewatched it today, like it's almost like they wanted it more. And I understand yeah. that they're on the run up to finishing top of the table. They want to yeah. go and play Concacaf, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see it because if you look at the defensive stats and the duels, like. They won 55 duels. They won 57% of the ground duels and 64% of the aerial duels. Yeah. So like, you know, they're, they were obviously, and you could see it during the game. Um, you know, when you had guys jumping up and going for challenges, it, it just seemed like a bit of the Ottawa was a bit deflated. I found during, yeah. during this match, it didn't seem like we were trying that hard, which sucks because this is the game we should have been trying hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of the two that we had uh, during the last two weeks. Um, so, yeah, yes, I mean, very frustrating performance, honestly. This, especially these last two games. I mean, how much is this down to, like, you know, players that were missing, whether it's due to injury or um, now with that last game with players being called up to international duty? I mean, our starting lineup against Cavalry, you know, we've got Malcolm Shaw playing at left wing again without any wing backs or, you know, yep. playing left wing back, actually, probably left midfield. Um, it, it's just. We're just getting thinner and thinner and thinner, aren't we? I think so, yeah. And I think that on top of still, that... When still you, no Espeo, just... Yeah, and I think on top of that, when you start stacking other issues that we're having, i.e. Gianni Dos Santos not converting for goals. Yeah. Um, you know, guys like uh, Del Campo not get, getting goals. and Continuing playing, you to know, not pl- score, yeah. Playing playing good games, but just not yeah. not finishing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of like a perfect storm yeah. that we end up 
just holding in our hands and watching the, the <laughs> watching the <laughs> the clock tick down, hoping we don't concede. And in both cases, this this time we did. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit about this Vancouver game. Uh, oh, that was boy. just that was a bit dire, wasn't it? I I I was worried the second I saw the formation. Um, yeah. Understanding that obviously uh, Luke Singh and and uh, and Malcolm Shaw are on internationally with Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. Um, we have our injuries, all that stuff. But when I saw the lineup uh, and the formation that Carlos had chosen, I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah. I get I get that I'm not a coach and I don't have years of coaching experience, but I don't think I was alone in having a gigantic question mark above my head on on this game because we we basically. The, had just gotten over a, a, a late loss to Calvary, um, which was heartbreaking in general. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, we turn around and instead of re- going back to what works for us, we went back to something else, which was <laughs> let's early. just do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. They're like, they're like, all right, we're going to do a three, five, two, <laughs> like yeah. put Iliadis as a, as a center mid, yeah. um, which again, I think that some of the players, and we'll talk about them, you know, a little bit later, but some of the players really shone. Some of them, um, Sean, more than more than anyone did in the cavalry game, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree, <laughs> but at the same time, Johnny, you and I both know this should have been an easy three points taken away from. Of course, it should have been. I mean, it's Vancouver for sakes. It's like it's these are these are the things we can't afford to do, bro. Did you see? So I'm going to talk about it now. But if you have your keeper making a mistake like Callum Irving made during that game, <laughs> you don't deserve to even be in the same league as <laughs> like, but I mean, here's the fact that we still lost to them well, is so frustrating. Here's what sucks is that, you know, it, it took them a massive keeper blunder to give us a goal. And then they had two rightfully should have been three proper goals. Yeah. Um, just sucked. <laughs> just yep. sucked, yep. dude. Why are we creating that little against Vancouver? Why did we only create one big chance? You know, it's just, yeah. it's awful. Yeah, especially when we we generally held like their star player uh, Alejandro Aguero Diaz to to a you know a bit of a bit of a no, <laughs> bit of a good show. He was their exactly. worst player. So, so exactly. So we held their star player to that, and we still managed to lose. Like it's it's frustrating um, as a fan. It's frustrating as you know a podcast host because now we have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 tough because I think that also Vancouver generally played a pretty decent game. I was mm-hmm. a bit surprised by their ability to control the ball more than I've seen, I think, all season. Um, so it's, it, again, bit of a perfect storm. They played a decent game. We just didn't convert. We didn't finish. Yeah. I mean, was this, was this down to them knowing full well that dropping any points was going to result in them no longer being in playoff contention? They kept I mentioning think, it on the broadcast. It was like, you know, with a with a win or a draw or the draw for us was going to be enough to knock Vancouver out of the playoffs. And they, you know, they were desperate. They wanted that little Cinderella story, that home uh, home win to hang on yeah. just a little bit longer. Yeah, it reminded me, honestly, it reminded me a lot of us in 2021 when we yeah. managed to just at the end of this, towards the end of the season, take enough points away from Halifax that they didn't make the playoffs. And yeah, we were, in game, no, yeah. we were in no <laughs> position to make the playoffs and we managed to bring them down with us. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think maybe there was a little bit of that. Um, yeah. That being said, I think also when we look at where Vancouver's at, I don't think they have a, you know, a hope in hell of making the playoffs. No, honestly, like, not, no. yeah, their GD is atrocious. I think it's like what minus 23 or something stupid. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think at this point they're just playing spoiler and yeah. with, with the top five teams, six teams, um, so close in points and so close in, in looking at the, the last five games of the season. Mm-hmm. they're in a position to do that. And yeah. it's 
it sucks. It sucks that they're in a position to do that. Um, and it sucks that their their win, you know, what is it? Their third or fourth win of the season was against fifth. us. Fifth, whatever, yeah. uh, was against us. Yeah. Um, and it, it's tough for us, too, because then we're in a position where we're now now we're hoping that, like, other teams are going to are going to we almost are dependent on other results. And we got lucky because Valor beating York was really good for us. That was lucky. Um, Pacific and uh, Pacific and Halifax being a tie. tie. York beating Perfect. Halifax the week before was good yeah. for us as well. It was so, you know, so getting lucky. we should. Yeah. And that's just it. We shouldn't have to rely on that. And it's tough to be that team that's like yeah. all right you know you got your your <laughs> you're Constantly like whiteboard out you're like else, yeah. yeah you got your like flow charts you're like okay if they win and we lose and then we draw yeah. this game like we shouldn't have to do that it's um, stupid better, and i mean the thing is it's like I mean, the thing is is that when 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 fluke results like york losing like halifax losing and then drawing when those things happen we should be taking advantage of that mm-hmm. and then punishing that you know we should be sitting up in second or third right now not in fifth yeah. On le- level on points with York, one point behind Halifax. It's just we 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 dropped the ball on taking advantage when we should have. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Although speaking of York, do you watch that game? Uh, I watched the clips from it. Um, <laughs> oh boy! It was yeah. I watched the clips before. Uh, it was the game right before ours, right? It was yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, no, it the the two red cards. Oh boy, <laughs> boy, howdy! Um, they got the, yeah, their, I, one of their one of their like two active under twenty one minute players gets the red card in the first half. Yeah, for a violent is, tackle, which which their owner then goes on Twitter to try and argue against. Defend. Which I thought was he hilarious. said it was a foot. A, it wasn't a foul. It was a football incident i was like what a football <laughs> incident what is I was like what does that even mean i literally like i commented it i was like first of all i would like you to define football incident yeah. he deleted <laughs> and, the original tweet by the way yeah i figured he did because we ratioed him pretty hard <laughs> all the all the all the ato fans came out of the work just to shit on york which is a part of our mo yeah. but but honestly in this case he deserved it because that's just like a real smooth brain comment to make especially as the owner of a team like it yeah. just to me shows you have no concept of of the rules of the game yeah. um but it was also you know great to see you mobile get that red the, the I, second red at uh, the end yeah uh, no, the, the, the yellow which was a clear deserved second yellow and to see him throw the tantrum and to get the entertainment value from the bigot brigade we've got yeah. Babuli throwing a hissy fit and yeah, then we've got brian, brian wright, wright clapping, cl- in clapping in the face of the referee i felt bad because i'm like d-row no don't fall in with those guys man i know it's like, exactly it, you know it, it's like when you're, you're you know that that kid starts hanging around with those kids in high school who are like you know smoking and yeah. he takes up smoking like i'm like zero <laughs> don't man it's not worth it yeah except <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> except smoking is cool and being homophobic <laughs> is not <laughs> uh in this podcast sorry. you just heard johnny say that smoking is, <laughs> is cool sorry as no, long as not, you're not kids. being homophobic kids it's not cool don't, uh, don't endorse that it's fine though he's from montreal so he's allowed to say that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no that was a joy to watch and it took the sting around about the other game took it out of it a little bit yeah but honestly <laughs> for such a for such a card happy ref too i was really hoping that he threw down and gave because no, again if i was a ref nice. i would have been like oh you're gonna clap in my face you know yellow and too. yellow yeah. you get one too yeah. yeah um i think actually we got onto the thread of talking about this game because we're now when things like them losing one of their under 21 you know starters um oh they this is where we're talking danger. about our playoff chances right um well he's off with a red for probably at least a game maybe two Mm-hmm. Um, now, and obviously Halifax has, still has to get what, 800 something under 21 so, minutes. So I'm looking at the current as of right now, updated under 21 minutes Yeah. as of September 11th, which is today. Yeah. Um, Halifax needs 600 
York needs 540. Yeah, yeah okay. 530-ish. So we might, was the thing is, is that obviously we wanted to take advantage so that we wouldn't be in this position, but maybe we can be at least a little bit optimistic that these clubs might be hampered a little bit by needing to meet this under 21 minute threshold. Yeah. I mean, I and think that could York, work in our favor. Yeah. I think York losing one of their, 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 their workhorse under 21 players yeah. is going to hurt them um, going into the late season and same with Halifax. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to start playing their young guys and. That's all well and good if you have players that are ready to play in this league, but neither of those teams, in my opinion, have players on their benches that are fully no, ready. You hear, you hear the excuses. They're like, "Oh, when you we need to we need to play this guy ninety minutes. We need to play this guy ninety minutes." It's like, okay, but he hasn't been, so you can't just all of a sudden throw him in there for like six whole games, set five whole games to end the season. And the thing is, is that that, that might bite you in the ass, right? And yep. currently, you've got a three horse race for that fifth spot, and every yep. little every little thing matters. Yeah, and the good news for us is we only need 150 minutes. Yeah, it's a non-issue for us, which is good. Yes, it's um, great. It's great. Yeah, the actual issue for us is I don't know where Diego Espejo is, but we need you, Diego, to be found or was, or, or some anyone ritual else we do really. To bring him back. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, so now that we're <laughs> yeah, who was good? Who was good? Let's talk about who if was anyone good. was good. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we can't talk about good players though. Talking about Luke Singh having a match against the Caps it would have been really uh, sweet if that was the last goal of that game. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> so stats wise, he had a, he had a good game. He played the full 72 percent accurate passes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put up three for four in aerial duels, six recoveries, five defensive actions, a blocked shot. Like he, you know, eight passes into the final third. Like yeah. great. But then that goal, like, <laughs> holy, where, where did that come from? Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't it's know. Ridiculous. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I think uh, Adam Jenkins even like posted. He was like, to me, this is like goal of the year material. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, it yeah. was the perfect volley. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> I feel like every like great center back throughout their career, like is granted like two or three absolute worldies that make no sense. And like yeah. th- this, this kid definitely got one of his in like early at 21 years old. <laughs> well, and that's, and that, and that's funny you say that. Cause, cause watching it, re- rewatching it and then rewatching it in slow motion on the replay or whatever. I was like, man, if you miss that ball, that is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, he had just the perfect lift off and then yeah. just like straight into the top right corner. Just incredible, incredible uh, it was game for Luke, Luke Singh. Um, Some limbs like we've like we've never really seen at TD Place. I know yeah. that um, I know that we talk about the three two late winner Ivan Perez against Halifax last season was was probably peak limbs. I mm-hmm. feel like this probably maybe doesn't it doesn't better it, but it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, in the I mean, I think it would have been a, it would have been a it would yeah, it would have been a different story if that had been the the tying goal that had kept us in this match, um, <clears throat> and then to concede at ninety seven minutes probably took a lot of the yeah. wind out of the sails. Yeah. Um, but it's funny too because I talked to my daughter after the game because I guess they left uh, like eighty two minutes, um, you know, because she was with her mom and they're oh, say so they missed all the drama. Yeah. <laughs> so I talked to my daughter and I was like, "How was the game?" She was like, "Ottawa was zero and other team was one." I'm like, nice. "Good, refer to them as other team, not by their name." Um, <laughs> and, and then I was like, "I was like, oh," she's like, "Yeah, Ottawa didn't win." I was like, "Well, you missed two goals." She's like, "Did they win?" I was like, "No, no, <laughs> but still no, yeah, but still no." Um, but it's okay though because she still loves Ottawa and also. Good. Big shout out to all the CCSG folks out there. Um, personal shout out from me. Uh, really great that you guys. I'll, I'll, she she was like, yeah, like lots of people came out to me and said hi and like nice. 
you know, gave her high five. She was she was down drumming. She was singing. It was it was really good. Um, good. So I'm slowly indoctrinating her. It's great. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to see the difference. I know um, uh, it's tough being away, but I'm just glad that she's able to experience it while I'm not. Um, yeah, kind of neat. So I get to live vicariously through a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why not? After all, why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um. Talk about other good stuff. Like we said against Vancouver, I thought we had some really good performance. Elias Iliadis probably put in his best performance of the season against Vancouver. I would, he was everywhere. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, he was, and I think that it, he really just displayed what he can do in that mm-hmm. position. Um. I'm not saying that that's his permanent position. I still like him on a pivot with Ollie Bassett, like mm-hmm. two in the middle, but. Um. Yeah, eighty-three percent pass accuracy, three for four on shot accuracy, which is incredible. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he is. He, I thought I almost thought he was going to get a goal at one point. He had a couple stingers there, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. Yeah, four for six on long balls. Uh, one five out of eight of his tackles. Um, one eight duels. Like, yeah, man. Uh, honestly, Just he had good. he had a match. Nine recoveries, three interceptions. Um. So yes, Ilias Iliadis is for sure on my list for yeah. the for the um, Vancouver game on both sides of the ball in that game yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, he had a, you know, he didn't have an amazing game against Cavs, but then his performance against Vancouver was great. Yeah. Um, and then probably the only other player I would put on for good performance in both games is Ollie Bassett, obviously. Yeah, as usual. Um, watching him just play his, first of all, goal against Callum Irving when he had that error, amazing, really good. It was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was and really it se- good. It seemed like a shoe-in because he was, you know, rounded the keeper, but I mean, that wasn't an easy finish It was almost a Del Campo goal, though. It was almost, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so We no! could have had a Del Campo goal. I was, I was happy that we scored, but I was also like, yeah. man, I wish that was Del Campo. But um, shouts out to Del Campo for pressuring so hard to make yes. him make that mistake, and then he, his, that goal doesn't happen without him, and then, you know, these are why this dude still hasn't scored yet, and we're still not frustrated yeah, with him because we're he does things like this we're still loving we're still loving on ruben del campo even though yeah. he hasn't scored um because yeah you're right i don't think that i don't think that goal would have happened without him um and then just watching all the like he, at one point i think he 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 burned around like two players mm-hmm. and i like man I love Ollie Bassett and I hope he stays forever, but I can't see him staying past this season, man. No, absolutely not. Not playing like that. Not yeah. playing like that. Like just worldy, like and then his, you know, his corners even incredible. Mm-hmm. Like he was the corner that that um that Luke Singh scored off of. Again, really, really well placed left curling corner. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't think unfortunately for us, I don't know if he stays in the league next year. I think he might be moving on, which sucks. Yeah, well he's on a two plus one, right? So I don't really know how that works. Um, as far as I obviously it's like a club option for the third year, right? So if he gets some sort of option from somewhere else, he'll be like, "Yeah, don't extend that, please." Yeah, <laughs> I want I, I want to go back to England at a higher level than I've ever been at. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I honestly wouldn't blame him. I think that he's he's come from low like mid tier Northern Irish slash English football to New Zealand football to. Pacific being on the bench to being our star player, I would argue. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. So I think that he's he's developed a lot, and I hope that he you know has success. Um, I would love to just see him stay with us forever. Uh, <laughs> so I think that if we just convince him that he should stay here because the fans are so great, maybe he'll stay and ignore. He'll pull a you know. It's like it's like all those players going to the Saudi league. We just need to explain that passion is more important than money, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know how much luck we're going to have. Here's, here's a dude who has openly in interviews said that this is a stepping stone to move up. <laughs> oh, man. 
no. It is nice that this league exists, right? Because I mean, here's a dude who's 25. I mean, if he was going to stay on his on his trajectory yeah. he was on before coming to the CPL, you know, his career could have fizzled out like it does for so many 23, 24, 25 year olds when they find themselves in the lower leagues, you know, the non-league in England, New Zealand, whatever it is. Um, and now we're talking him up now. Who's he's clearly going to be moving up a level. You know, yeah. he must. He has to. Yep. So, yeah. we're gonna, anyways, I'm going to own at least two more soccer shirts by the end of this uh, next season because wherever he goes, I'm going to be watching every one of their games. Yeah, and that's, again, that's, that's also the hardest part about being <laughs> fans in this league is we, we super support ATL, obviously. We've got our MLS team, um, but at the same time, and our EPL team, obviously. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if Ollie goes and plays in, like, you know, <laughs> like EFL one, like I'm going to have to p- support whatever team that this is. It, yeah. Am I, am I buying a Sheffield Wednesday kit or something? Cause I'll do it. I'll do it. I swear to God, I will. <laughs> you heard it here first. Johnny will buy a kit of wherever all he it ends up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I guess uh, to me, those are the only three, I think that I would give any sort of accolades to for these two travesties of games for us <laughs> above and beyond anyways. Yeah um disappointments i mean you know man lots lots. um if i was to pick uh i would say zach verhoven not a great performance against vancouver like and it sucks i mean it's it's you know we talk about like uh how acosta has played so many positions this season but you know he's he's answered the bell um and done that like verhoven's played so many different positions but it's just because i feel like cargo doesn't know what the hell to do with him so he just keeps sticking him in random places hoping it works and half the time it absolutely does not yeah yeah so he put him you know in the in this match he put him in in a cm position and then he went 11 for 19 so 58 percent on passes two for six on successful dribbles zero for two on crosses zero for two on long balls he he won of ground duels again defensive <laughs> stats important yeah. two for 12 17 yeah. yeah. so so you can't put stuff like like that up and expect not to end up kind of on our list for the for the, for the pod um and it, it just wasn't great but i mean it's also like what are you do what are you doing putting this kid as like an eight in like a three five two like we've never done that he's never done that before but again i think that that's the head scratcher of seeing this formation and yeah. we all saw it like when I saw the formation, when you saw the formation, I'm sure I was like, what is going through Cargo's mind right now? Yeah. And what, what, like, how do you think that's going to be effective? And I don't know, maybe, maybe he was just hoping for a squeaker and, you know, wanted maybe. to rest his guys and whatever, but it's frustrating as a fan to watch that and just be yeah. like, I almost would have had him switch with Ollie because remember earlier in the season, I was talking about how I kind of wanted Verhoeven to play more as that like second striker role just to see yeah. how he could do it. And well, and and we've seen how how incredible he can be on a pressing high attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what he brings as far as like speed and and technical savvy, and yeah. maybe that's the key, man. Maybe if they swap, maybe. things would be different. But I also don't know shit because I remember when I was going talking all about that on the episode. He played that position the next week and was awful. So I, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. So, just maybe we don't really know what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean we're glad you guys tune in every week, but yeah. we're we're just basing it off of our own knowledge and experience, which vibes. is pretty lit <laughs> and vibes. Obviously, <laughs> basing it off vibes as well. Yeah, um, and then I, oh. I guess I guess the only other person for me I would put up here would probably be Noah Verhoeven, who had two not good games. Just not great cameos, really. Yeah, and it sucks because, like, again, he subbed on, uh, I think he played 34, 35, 4, 35 minutes against Vancouver, um, and then against 
uh, play, Cavs play the and whole play second 45. Half Cavs, yeah. So, but he, but I do think that both of those performances just were not up to snuff. You know, when you're when you're when you're putting up 28 touches, and then you know in the in the Vancouver game he's putting up what another 18 touches. Yeah. You know, you're talking sub 50 touches in in 70 plus minutes. There's just no involvement. No, especially as a midfielder, like yeah. we cycle the ball through the mids a lot, and yeah. he just really kind of was a bit of a ghost. Yeah, especially against um, Vancouver, you know, zero to three ground duels won, zero to three aerial duels won, just mm-hmm. nothing yeah. happened. Dribble, dribbled yeah. past yeah. twice, zero one tackles won. Yeah, just nothing <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah, so those are the two I would put up here. The the double V, but in a bad way. <laughs> but in a bad way. <laughs> Uh, uh, I love yeah. how I'm reading my notes now. I'm like, Zach Verhoeven, Noah Verhoeven, others. <laughs> others and others. Yeah. And others, etc. I guess I would say that like Neba in against the Vancouver game was like pretty bad. Um, you know, getting really burned on that last goal was just not a good look at all. Yeah, and it's tough because if you look at his his actual like stats, like if you're just looking at hard stats, it's not terrible. Yeah. He won all of his aerial duels, five for mm-hmm. five on aerial duels, yeah. which is pretty pretty good. Four recoveries. Mm-hmm. You know, one clearance, he won seven duels, um, which is, you know, again, 76% accurate passes, like not terrible stats, but when you have an egregious mistake like that at the yeah. very end of the game to cost us even a point, I'm like, bro, you just, you went from okay to like, not good. <laughs> well, it's, and that's, that's where you play a, a a high risk game when you're a slow center back who basically relies on their positioning um, and their defensive actions. And Mm -hmm. so when you don't make the big mistakes and you don't get absolutely turned and burned, then everything looks good for you, right? You were in a great positioning all the time. Uh, You were winning the duels. You were keeping everything back without having to run back and make up for any mistakes. But then all of a sudden you get burned and then some kid runs right by you like you're like you're a grandpa um, and that unravels everything. Although speaking of speaking of grandpas, I was delightfully surprised by how fast Zapater could be when he's chasing down an attacker. <laughs> and yeah, it still ended in a goal, but I was like, holy man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like for a 38 year old dude, that guy is quick. He can be for sure. That was his one sprint of the season, by the way. Yes. Yeah, we just <laughs> we we used it up. But you know, shouts out to shouts out to Zappa. Thank you for putting the effort in when our the rest of our players were not. <laughs> yeah. I also want, and I know this will be called out elsewhere in the mailbag too, but I want to call out Gianni DeSantos for being like kind of more than partly responsible for the winner in Vancouver. Came on for four minutes and, you know, ran across the field and gave the ball away and, and to, to have them start on the break. Just yep. not a very good look. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, I plays know- four minutes and contributes to a goal for us to lose to vancouver others <laughs> others will mention that in mm. uh, <laughs> in the mailbag um because get ready for it everyone the mailbag is real real hefty this yeah week. we're definitely going to use it to fill time to fill this discussion. <laughs> you were about to say it <laughs> yeah no we're not when i say fill time i mean it's good it's good to be able to talk about it um yeah. but honestly like two weeks worth of mailbag questions is, is a lot we've had to curate them a little bit and they look good Especially with games that, you know, make people feel a certain way like these two. Yes. 
Um, whatever. We got some other segments here. I don't really care. Areas for improvement, all of it. Conceding um, an injury time. <laughs> <laughs> Conceding an injury time. And I know I, I mentioned this after the Vancouver game, and you know it received some rebuff, but I still stand by it. I feel like rebuilding our team with so much more youth than we had before. This, these are the kind of times when it works against us. Yeah. You know, it's, it really is a focus thing and an attitude thing and a, 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 a mental fortitude thing. Um, and it's a failure in all of those aspects when you concede an injury time two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and it, I think both, you know, on both accounts, it was just lapses in judgment from our defense, like our defense. And it just really burned, burned us. Yeah, I mean, once, the thing is... Once you can, sucks, twice is... Twice was well, the thing. Like, once, you know, you can blame Neba for not turning fast enough, but you also have to blame the whole team for not being focused enough to see the game out twice in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? Home and away. Yeah. Um, moment of the match is, obviously, is Luke's, Luke's goal, goal is sure. one of the moments of the season. I, 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 I barely laughed at Callum Irving's whiff. That was great. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That and then great. watching it in slow motion, and he's like, Completely misses the ball, and kicks up a bunch of turf. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had the last laugh though, which kind of sucks. Did. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, must really have felt good last... to get bailed out like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, like, I can't exactly pinpoint anything else that I would put in this second <laughs> moment of the match. Luke's no, goal. it's got to be Luke's goal. Yeah, I guess. Um, I just want to sort of drive in more how disappointing this late goal against Vancouver was so like I said I was on vacation this past week I was in a cabin in an undisclosed location a few hours north of where I lived for a whole week me and my fiance having a wonderful time you know going and hiking and stuff like that eating delicious meals picture me on the last night of this vacation wife-to-be is asleep in the cabin I decide to stay outside having a nice little gin and tonic by the fire you know, having some sneaky little cigarettes, just loving life, maybe some cigarettes with some other stuff in them, having a nice time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the data hit and watch this game because I'm pretty confident that we're going to get three points. Oh, <laughs> no. And then I got that instead. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Yeah. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I watched the Vancouver game as well because I was like, I need a game where we're going to get three points. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got up super, super early to watch it. And guess what? <laughs> yeah, because that would have been... Like, it was like 5 a.m. That would have been 5 time. in the morning for you, yeah. yeah. So I got up to watch this game. That sucks so was... hard on a Sunday. 5 in the morning So, on so Johnny and I basically both punched ourselves in the face. By, yeah, we both got ruining. nanade. We got nanade. Yeah, I got nanade in the morning. He got nanade on vacation. <laughs> Well, let's hear uh, from a bunch of people that felt the same way. You heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag. Let's dig into this one. It's mailbag it's time. mailbag time. Welcome to our XL Super Duty mailbag that we have this week. Um, there's yeah, a lot of exclamation you know, points. There's a lot of, these. you know, I, I talk about <laughs> reactions and hot takes. Uh, yeah, there are some hot takes in this one. Apologies, parental advisory. There is a lot of, there's going to be a lot of cursing um, because some of these were sent in, I think, during or immediately after these matches. And we're also um, going to need to ha- start having like an advisory that, listen, these, the, we do not necessarily condone the views expressed yes. in these questions. Yeah, we're, we're just read reading what you send. We're going to read them. We're going to read them. 
<laughs> and we'll talk about them, but they're not, these are not necessarily the views of the yeah. after staff. Yes. Uh, but like we have staff. It's really just me and John. Staff. <laughs> You're hearing them. But, but uh, yeah, so this is where you can give us all these questions and, and these really hot takes and everything that you sent in. Um, it's the best part of being a member of the Capital City Supporters is that you get a whole section of the podcast that's just for you. That's and for get you. ready for some of these. Get ready for some. Strap in. <laughs> buckle in. If you're on your way to work, I hope your seatbelt's on. <laughs> um, okay, I'll throw you this first one. What on earth was cargo smoking with this formation? I'm guessing this was the Vancouver game. Vancouver game, for um, sure. We were promised defensive, quote-unquote, defensive football, but our left back was left half naked with two five three and Nebo being lost as usual. Yeah, man. Uh I I don't know. I, I wish I wish I knew I wish I could see into his his decision making process for this one. Mm-hmm. Because I think we should have been way more way more offensive on this one. Mm-hmm. Either we should have played full offense, like we should have gone one way or the other. And I think we tried to sp- well, Carla Grove tried to split the middle and it was a problem because we either should have been heavily offense and just overwhelmed Vancouver because their defense is hot garbage mm. or we should have played a typical ATO, you know, three, one, four, one, whatever, like where we just absorb pressure and counterattack. And instead we did this like weird hybrid where we put five dudes in the middle and we were like, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, and what happened was we lost to Vancouver, the last place team with a negative 20 three gd or 24 23 gd so we were promised defensive football i agree atletico i think excels at defensive football and i think in this case it kind of just came down to like a weird it was one one foot in one foot out and it ended up costing us the match yeah well no we've shipped four goals in the past two games like Mm -hmm. it's not good um, after shipping one goal in the previous three, so like yes. whatever. And the also, the f- t- the end of that question. Yes, Nebo was lost, and I, <laughs> I'm, I'm still on the. You know, I think I sent a meme a while back of like, <laughs> Neva is no longer my friend. <laughs> Zapater is <laughs> Zapater is my new best friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I honestly would not be sad if he was not around. I, I just, I don't know what the is going on defensively like i said four goals in the last two games after one goal in the previous three i don't know if it's because the spayo was gone maybe it is because the spayo was gone i don't know yeah. if it's because we're thin everywhere else i mean obviously in this last game we were thin a lot of players we didn't have malcolm we didn't have luke um obviously we didn't have a spayo because he's out injured we still don't have well, uh we still and, don't have sacco who i don't know if exists any, he exists anymore um it's and, and well and there is there is something to be said um about the fact that the the vancouver game was max tiso's return mm-hmm. and neva so that's our left side so you have neva who's coming back after not playing the pre- previous game and he's been struggling a bit this season and you have max tiso's first game back you know what like our left side has always kind of been a bit of an achilles heel yeah and this was two players who I think the combination was not good for us. Yeah, I mean, Tiso wasn't bad, to be quite honest No, he wasn't. You. He wasn't. Uh, but the thing is, he only lasted 56 minutes. So that's yeah. so there you go. Um, I'm going to throw another one right to you because this one's hilarious. Um, yeah, I got a question for the hot stove. I'm guessing they mean after the whistle because it was sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know the preamble is how you know this is gonna be a really good question yeah yeah i got a question for the hot stove uh fuck 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 fuck, fuck. that's it 
with a question mark. <laughs> with a question mark. Yeah, I mean, agree. yes, I think all, we totally agree with yeah. that question. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, that Johnny and I are in agreement. Yeah. Good question. It's a good uh, thing I started doing swear bleeps on this in the past yeah. few weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wearing that button but, out. Exactly. Um, all right, so I got, I got this one for you. Okay. Uh, what's it like for both of you to record an episode after a hard loss or two? As opposed to a winning streak. Obviously, you both have to be professional about it. Oh, thanks. No, we don't. (laughs) But we do anyways. But does a losing streak light a fire under your butts or does it cast a cloud over the episode? I guess it depends, right? Like, I know there's been... Remember the episode after the sixth one? And it was like, it might have been like one of the more jokiest episodes we've ever done. We were doing the Whoville memes and stuff. It was like, (laughs) for some reason, we were in a good mood after that one. I don't know why. Um, but then last season, we also had that double episode where we lost to York and to Edmonton. And yep. that was like probably the most like mopey 40 minutes I've ever <laughs> spoken slash read in my life yeah. or heard in my life. Yeah. But um, I feel like this one isn't really that bad. I know we were, a little no, bitchy, we were a little bitchy at the beginning of it, especially about the refs and about calves and stuff like that. But sometimes you just got to throw your hands up and say, this, this football, man, this is football. You yeah. got to do a show. You got to do a yeah. show. Listen, the, like so, the, the two slash hours ish that I get to talk to Patty each week is, is a highlight of my week. So a 100%. win or a loss, I don't care. Gonna have a nice yeah, time. Having, having gone through both, having gone through both of those games, my, <laughs> my thing I was looking forward to is not necessarily talking about the games, but just like talking about football and talking about like whatever. So, so to answer this question, um, I mean, I think that it, It'll make a bit of a cloud, I think, at the start of the episode. But once yeah. Johnny and I have a couple beers and are yeah. able to settle into our groove, I don't think it affects us that much. Yeah, we just hope that it's as therapeutic for you to listen to as it is for us to record. <laughs> to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I like that. All right. Now let's go in a completely different vibe here with this violence. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what has DeSantos done for our club? Is there wow. any way we can get rid of him ahead of Jesus. next season? Also, what the fuck was Cargo thinking taking out Ollie for DeSantos? So this uh, is violent. All right. Yeah, this is a, looks like, what, a three-parter? Uh, what has DeSantos done for the club? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, there's been some flashes of brilliance, I think we can agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, his finishing needs work. Um, is there a way we can get rid of him next before, ahead of next season? What is he on? Is he on a, a one-year? Uh, I'm going to check right now. Um, it's probably a two plus one. That's what most of them are on. Um, no. no, just a two year, just on a two year. No. So right, he's so got this season and he's year. got next year. So in case, unless someone wants to buy him or he yeah. agrees to a mutual termination, uh, I think yeah, that we're back so. to G- D- G- GDS season next season too. But maybe in the off season, he's able to, you know, learn something or, or get a little better at the finish. Who knows? Um, Who knows? I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and I, whoever wrote this question probably is daggerizing me right now. Uh, I mean, I can say, I can say for a fact that this question was sent in about 30 seconds after that Vancouver goal went in, um, uh, you know, with a sequence that fair. started because of a mistake that was directly his fault. So that's where this is coming from. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to answer the last part of that question about what was Carlos thinking about taking him out for Dos Santos with four minutes left. In taking all of you. I, yeah. I don't know. I would have. I would have just been like, "This is what it is for the last you know, bit," because guess what? I don't think Ollie would have made that mistake. Well, I just and don't understand. You have four minutes left. It's it's the eighty sixth minute. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, why don't you just let Ollie ba- like ride it out? Was he was he so tired? Was he asking to be subbed? 
Like, did you want to give GDS minutes because you felt like he deserved some minutes? Like, what was the rationale there? There was no need know. for that chain. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. How much, is, how much is DeSantos really going to cook with four minutes? Well, we saw, <laughs> we saw what he cooked with four minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He cooked a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah. Actually, no, he cooked a, a po- opposing goal. That's yeah. what he cooked for there you go. Vancouver. Yep. Ugh! Um, all right. Uh, okay. What has made us concede late goals that have cost us the last two matches? How do we stop these late goals? Any changes to substitution tactics you think might help, or maybe how we change our formation late in the game? Um, a lot of these are just, you know, based on bad mistakes, getting taken advantage of, losing focus. Um, I know with the cavalry game, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that free kick that was called was kind of a bogus decision. That was part of sure a bunch was. of bogus decisions in the last like few minutes of that match. So basically, we can't be letting other teams dark arts us when we're supposed yes. to be the ones dark artsing, right? Exactly. Um, and then as far as Vancouver one, that was just that was a show of an awful mistake, and then getting caught on the break and just mm-hmm. you know completely deflating. Um, I don't know if it's a substitution issue. Maybe it is. It's it's hard to say really when 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 it happens twice in a row for different reasons. You try to think of the common thread. Yeah. And th- those those goals weren't scored in 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 a similar way whatsoever. They were both completely different. Yeah. But basically, you know, there's chances that come before that that you should be capitalizing on and then you should be shutting up shop. You know, you shouldn't be I, vulnerable I that, on the that, break. That's good. I think that's a good point though because I think that both of those goals were avoidable and I think they were both just not defended well and you know there was some some basic low level mistakes that resulted in a goal so i think that it's it's tough to watch because generally our back line is fairly solid and in this case neither of these games i i I wasn't confident in either of these games with our with our defensive lineup Mm -hmm. which sucks because normally i'm like whatever man kick as many balls as you want into the 18 it's fine (laughs) but this this time was a different different you know whole different beast um, why didn't Cargo end this atrocious experiment after the first counter goal for Vancouver? Uh, he had Wah and Tier on the bench. We could have easily gone to a sensible 4-4-2. Instead, he made some awful d- offensive substitutions, including subbing Ollie for DeSantos. And DeSantos here is in all caps with three <laughs> question marks and three exclamation And three exclamation marks. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I, think, I yeah, yeah, honestly, I have no, I have no idea. I have no idea. Especially after Tier Walker had put up his two games in a row that were just incredible defensively, mm-hmm. I don't know why he didn't immediately put him in and say like, you know what? That is a weird one. You know, we had Tier Walker right there. Why is Neba starting? Why is Neba ever starting anymore if he doesn't have to? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, you know? I don't know if this Vancouver game was just like, uh, hey, let's play around with the players in the formation and see what happens i mean it must have um, been let's give some time to players that don't necessarily deserve it like let's you know do some of our depth and do a weird formation and then you know what we paid for it yeah we did we did and it sucks because I, I i honestly think as much as tier walker is a inexperienced ute as they say i think that, <laughs> as they say i think that he would have probably had a better you know what no i would think he would have had a better game i'm not gonna say probably he would have had a better game than niba i think niba had a rough game Mm -hmm. um and i also don't think again i don't think he would have made that as young as he is i don't think he would have made that mistake that cost us the 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 go-ahead goal in an injury time i'd be willing to go out of limb and say that yep 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 Um, all right. For the first half of the season, we were just begging the team to put together two good halves. We were actually <laughs> of football. 
Uh, and for a while, they did that, and we were happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. those sunshine and rainbow times for me yep. and Johnny. I remember. Um, but did we settle for too little? Is it our fault for not pushing them to play harder in stoppage time? Too? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, guys, we want 45. And then now we're like, guys, just 90 is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, like now, now we're 97 from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it's, it's comical to lose two stoppage time goals two games in a row. It's just comical. And yeah. it's, you know, there needs to be some whipping in that change room. It's, you can't you can't be turning off like that. Not no. and, and and like we said, in two completely different scenarios against two completely different teams, but with the same outcome. Yeah, and I, I guess that to me is is the real issue because to have it happen once again might be a fluke, whatever, mm-hmm. bad play, bad bounce, but to have it happen two games in a row yeah. against the first place team and the last place team, yeah. there's a problem. Yeah, exactly. It's like. I don't want to call it a cultural thing, but it's like, you know, it, it's definitely a cloud that's going to be hanging over that group and it's going to be something they need to get out from under because it's uh, yep. there's an attitude group thing that's got to be fixed there. You got to see that. Yes. Out. Um, what will it take for Del Campo to finally score FFS? You know what that <laughs> means. Um, if there was a game to do it, it would have been this one. I'm guessing that's Vancouver. To be fair, that first goal was due to his pressure of the Vancouver keeper. However, the man appears to be cursed. Yeah, um, it's frustrating because he had a really good game against Vancouver. Yeah. Again, just a good, solid effort. He really knows how to press and and make people make mistakes. Callum Irving is not a new, new keeper in this league. Mm-hmm. Like he's as much as I like joke that he sucks. Like at the end of the day, he's still a a, a solid professional level keeper Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot to make someone make a mistake like that especially an egregious mistake like that and i think that was all del campo um do i wish he had also scored on that banger where he put it off the crossbar Mm, that would have been a beauty yeah would have been a beauty um but is he cursed i mean it sucks because like it's kind of like the like the 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 late signing mid-season striker curse for this team no definitely (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> late to mid-season striker curse. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what I would call it, but yes, um, I hope he's not cursed. I really do. Like, I honestly think all it's going to take, and we've talked about it, all it's going to take is him getting one goal, and then the dam's going to bust. But it's just like, when is he going <laughs> to? We've got like five games left. <laughs> I know, but we have five games left, and uh, hopefully, it starts maybe just before the playoffs, mm. and then it's just goal after goal after goal after that it's not even a mid-season striker curse it's just a striker curse i mean even sammy against against calvary was like pretty horrible um bro and then he didn't even feature in the squad against vancouver so it's like that 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 basically shoe in goal that he skied (laughs) early in the first half against calvary i was like what are you doing it was like no sammy no (laughs) <laughs> no, our our top scorer and actually currently the league's leading scorer is, is, Ollie, Bassett. is Ollie Bassett, who of is a midfielder. So and he's just man, I got and our and nothing but good things to say about that. No, guy. exactly. <laughs> I feel like our strikers combined this season probably have what like six goals, maybe six goals. Yeah, Sammy's got five. Del Campo has zero. I believe Malcolm has one. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Our our strikers combined this season have six goals. And Ollie Bassett has what? 11? 11, yeah. Ollie Bassett has 11, so there you go. Almost twice as many. The ATO striker curse. So, yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he's just part of a cursed line for us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, why on earth do our players have a phobia of taking chances? Several times last game, this is uh, the VFC game. Vancouver. Oh, sorry. I have to specify. <laughs> Which VFC? FC, because Valor fans get, you know, their panties in a twist over it. Uh, several times last game, they would be in the box 1v1 and keep uh, uh, with the keep, but decide to pass it to the VFC defender laps. It's bizarre. It is. And I mean, I wonder if it's like one of those things where if you're not in the box a lot, you don't get lots of chances that like you sort of overthink it, you know, like you snatch at your chances. You, uh, yeah. you don't make the, this, the sensible choice. I mean, obviously decision yeah, like, making is a player trait, right? Like composure is a player trait and the great ones have it and the, the not so great ones don't. So yeah, you can have buckets of talent. And I guess like at the same time, if you, uh, are pulling your shots um you know if you know to use a to use a shooting analogy if you're pulling your shots because you're squeezing the trigger too hard mm-hmm. you know you can be amazing but if you're doing that you're never going to hit the goal so yeah. maybe that's maybe that's the issue yeah i mean listen me and me and patty have watched you know a season and a bit of darwin nunez we know what it's like to have buckets of talent and uh make really really Just poor decisions in the final to, <laughs> unless you're playing newcastle which is great <laughs> Uh yes. Um, why did we go five games undefeated and then lose to Calvary and Vancouver? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I understand losing to Calvary because they are just crazy good right now. Losing to Vancouver is just man. That is that is you can't excuse that. Like you can't excuse losing to this club. Yeah. Like their team is just bad. Like objectively bad. Yeah, this is their fifth win of the season. Yeah. So I just, yeah, it's, man, it sucks. Like, I hate that we're talking about losing to them. I hate that. <laughs> and especially because, like, I think someone was like, has anyone been on Twitter today? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm taking a hiatus because no, I don't want not. to make my mood worse. No, I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, um, Spay has been there to the squad for the past five games. Since August in, 5th. In since those, August 5th. In those five games. We've been two wins, two losses, and one draw. Um, I mean, we did win our first two games without Espeo. Um, I mean, one of those was a 1-0, a, a you know, defensive away masterclass to Pacific, and one of those was, you know, a 3-1 against Valor, who, you know, I guess we should be beating at this point. So, I mean, maybe it is a whole missing Espeo thing. I don't know. Since we've been, since we've been missing Espeo, we've scored one, two, three, four. Five, six goals, and we have shipped five of them. We have shipped five. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Killing I it. I don't know. Killing it, especially four in the last two. So, <laughs> killing it. Who knows? I would love to say it's yeah. just because Espeo's gone, but it's, it, it seems like a whole, a whole team thing in the last three games. It's just, I don't know. Hopefully, we Vibes are off. figure something out. Vibes are off. Vibes are hopefully, off. they'll get back on track before <laughs> the you know, playoffs. Uh, okay. I'm you gonna, I'm you gonna, read this I'm gonna, one. I'm going to read you this paragraph. <laughs> so I got this, I got this question on, on, uh, it was on, um, it was on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, sorry. X or whatever Elon Musk is calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got this and I was like, it was morning. Uh, after the Cavs game, I'd woken up and I was like, oh, so I read it and I read this question and I thought this question was just like shitting on us. Yeah like ato and i was like who sent me this question i was like (laughs) and i read it and i was so my first response was like man are you having a stroke like why would you write this question and then it was funny because i reread it and i was like oh no this is an ato fan like Mm. so i was a bit confused but i will read this verbatim this is verbatim the question i received at like you know i read it at like six in the morning 
Like most Atleti fans, I was mildly perturbed by the fine folk representing the lovely city of Calgary last night. <laughs> However, upon reflection, I came to realize that they are worthy of their Billy Big Bollocks attitude. <laughs> One just needs to look at all the trophies they've collected to understand. Oh, wait, <laughs> fuck off, you bunch of winning nothing yet bags. <laughs> Strutting around, giving the big we are, you clowns. <laughs> Even if you do win the league, I can't wait to rejoice in your annual choke job. Because you you bottle merchants. Yes. Even if it's Forge that sends you crying. Yes, I said Forge. P.S. To the women of Section U getting it on because they don't get along. <laughs> Here's that. to them. Here's to them. Yeah. And if I can add a cheeky P.P.S. If anyone from the club is listening, I didn't get my email yet about the bus they're organizing for the York game on October 1st. <laughs> I you know, love hats off this. To, hats off this. to this question. This is why we have this segment for this things like hot, this. This is so hot immediately after the calf calf's loss. So where to, where to begin? Actually, and you know what? There's there's actually no question here. Um, there isn't. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's literally just a statement. It's just a statement, which I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I agree with most of it. Um, <laughs> shouts out to Section U. Getting it on because they don't get along. You know, classic <laughs> boxing uh, quote. Yep. Everything about that question was great. Thank you for that. Um, we- <laughs> Last one here. We literally have no team without Ollie. I hope Cargo realizes the seriousness of that situation. Will he consider rebuilding that offensive half? Um, I mean, that's if he's around next season. Cargo, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's just it, right? Cargo's on a two-year, true, straight yeah. two-year. So I don't know if he's sticking around. Um, so when you say we literally have no team without Ollie. I think Ollie is the keystone of our team. He's clearly the talisman. He is. He is the talisman that the team revolves around. However, I do think the team does have talent outside of Ollie Bassett. Mm -hmm. Um, The issue is most of that talent is in the midfield as well. (laughs) So if you're talking about rebuilding the offensive half, like we need some, we honestly, we need a true, wizard striker Mm -hmm. um you know we saw that with like 2020 2021 um uh malcolm shaw was like just like that that position and then we experimented with a bunch of other players and we just haven't been able to find what we need in that position yeah it's really just it's hurting us all the time yeah all the time because we have no like we can be as amazing as we want in the defense and in the midfields but the fact that our leading goal scorer is Ollie Bassett, who is a midfielder, to me, really highlights the problems we're having offensively with this club. It's, I also want to say that, you know, this isn't really a problem unique to us. Whenever anyone else seems to have no. a striker that scores a bunch of goals, you know, look at Arab and Pepple. Look at Wero Diaz. They get shipped off after to the season. Strikers that score at anything near a proper rate of a striker to score at get snatched up like that. That's why so, un, unless you comes back and plays for Vancouver. Unless you, unless you play for Forge, in which case it's like Hotel California, no one ever leaves that freaking club. But yeah. um, but you there's know, gotta then, be there's gotta be some under the table deals. Going oh, there's on gotta there. be. There's got, I'm not there's saying. No I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But um, yeah, I'm not officially <laughs> saying it. This is my personal opinion. But this this leaves it so that, you know, a lot of the time for a lot of teams, the, the goal scoring burden sort of, you know, falls to the, the attacking midfielders a lot of the time. You know, it's just it's, it happens. Um, 
Yeah, uh, as far as if we, if 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 we have no team without Ollie, I mean, it's it's kind of true, I guess. A lot of other people say it as well. We've played one game without Ollie this season, and that was a draw against Valor. Chicago yeah. um, realized the seriousness of that situation. I mean, he's got five games left. I don't know if he's going to be back next season. I didn't even know if he was going to be back this season. You know what I mean? After leading the team that had finished last the previous season, and he goes on to win the regular season, I thought that he he might have left early. But uh, he's here, yeah. and depending on how it ends, uh, he might not be next season. So I don't really know what to expect next season, to be quite honest <laughs> with you, man. I mean, we had a lot of turnover this season, a lot more than actually anyone wants to, wants to cares to admit. So maybe we see another everything blown up next season. Who knows? Who knows? I do not know what to expect. <laughs> but here we are. Um, there you go. Big mailbag. <laughs> A lot Great of emotions. A <laughs> lot of, lot of, lot of really passionate opinions mm. in that mailbag. But we, we love, love it. it. We love we it. We love it. So keep sending those in. Um, hopefully they're not going to be as angry next time. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we they won't have a reason to be that angry next time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, next home match is on Wednesday, this Wednesday. So when you're listening to this, it's tomorrow against Pacific yes. <laughs> at yes. 5.30 p.m. Uh, at 5.30 p.m. at TD, it's the uh, Canadian Armed Forces Appreciation Night. That's right. So as a member of the Canadian Armed Forces, I encourage <laughs> all of you to go to it. It's going to be great. Um, I hope, but you know what? I hope it's a win for me. Mm-hmm. If the boys could go out and put up three points, mm-hmm. I would love that. Um, but yes, highly encouraged everyone get out there, um, support the team, support us. Uh, we need it right now. Over here. We need it yeah, right now. So yeah, we do. We need it. Um, I need it, especially because Patty, I'm going to be there. Oh, no way. <laughs> Yo, Johnny, you waited to the end of the pod to drop yep. that on me, bro. Yep. It's going to be sick. <laughs> um, I great. got, so obviously the game is at 5 30 PM on a Wednesday, which is wonky and makes no sense. Um, because it was yeah, how are you just like what are you doing <laughs> it's moved from its original time because of uh, city folk which is happening on the yeah, great yeah. lawn right next uh, lansdowne park so um that night uh, i have tickets to go see iggy pop um oh, so nice. i actually so got going to the game yeah first i'm going to the game and then i'm going to go to the show um i've ever well, seen so iggy you know pop. what they, have, they gotta stoked. win you don't want to ruin this for johnny yeah, um, I mean, even if we lose, at least I get to go see freaking Mr. Stooges himself right afterwards. But True, um, so basically, this is actually a real cool thing the club did. So if you had tickets for City Folk, you, yeah. you could redeem a free ticket for the Pacific game. Which is great. Which I love, I love and that. I hope that this promotes a massive, massive first-timer crowd of just yeah. really hyped-up, pre-drinking, getting rowdy people before they go to the show. Well, but like... If you're going to go to a concert and then a cl- uh, like some sports team is like, hey, how about you come to this game first and then go to the concert? Yeah. You're like, I get a I get a sports game and a concert yeah. one night. Yeah. Hell yes. Why Let's not? do it. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's awesome. I'm really glad you're going. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you might you might. Who knows, man? You might see a cameo at some point of me at some point during that game. Keep your eyes peeled. A cameo of you. Keep your eyes peeled, my dude. It's Cap Appreciation Night. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled, and everyone else keep your eyes peeled, too. Hoping for a big win. Um, I would love to bounce back after, you know, three oh God, winless we need to. games we with a nice big win at home, especially since the last time I was at TD Place was when Pacific beat us 4-1, so it would be nice to reverse that uh, that juju, for sure. 
Yes. And now that you're and, and now that you're back from vacation, we can go back to winning. Yes, we can go back to winning. Um, speaking of, you know, people that had a way better time than us uh, in this past game, uh, Malcolm Shaw scored his first yes. goal for Trinidad and Tobago in a yes. 3-2 win over El Salvador. Did you see that? Malcolm. Yeah, I did. I man. actually watched the what game. A what awesome. a good game. Yep. And Malcolm Shaw, congrats. Won the pen and then scored the pen. I love that. Big shouts out to Malcolm Shaw for that. I Um, love seeing Trinidad and Tobago like have a bit of an upset, which is awesome. It's great. Um, It's great. We've got a lot of CPL talent there. Obviously, Ryan Telfer also scored that same game. Yeah, Ryan Telfer scored too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Andre Rampersad from Halifax Wanderers also plays for Trinidad and Tobago. Like we've have a lot of representation for them uh, here in the CPL. And I mean, I'm not going to speak for like uh, Malcolm Shaw's career, but we talked about how great the CPL CPL can be for people. I mean, here's a guy that was playing. Sweden and Finland for a few years I bet he never dreamed he would be you know suiting up for Trinidad like in in three years you know what I mean playing for a domestic first uh first division league so we love these success stories we want to keep seeing Malcolm Bang and even more goals for Trinidad yeah and then and then take those goals and also bang them in for us yes (laughs) also bang them in for us um hot stove i believe there's i don't have all the details of it because you know it's a bit short notice um but i believe there's going to be one on the tuesday so tonight before the wednesday game uh keep your eye on the social media today because we'll definitely be posting about it um and fantasy league roundup oh boy we've been in an international break so we didn't have any games this past weekend but we definitely had uh, some games the weekend before how did you make out there patty uh i mean i beat the average the average was 72 yeah. i put up 74 points which you know is not great um hey, that's okay I mean, it's above no. average i got 79 i got 79 it's decent it's decent yeah. um but where i'm sitting in the stats is right next to eddie <laughs> which is funny uh he's one point ahead of me i'm in 31 he's 30 there you go um which is you know mid table it's mid table that's better than mid table this league has let me look again this league has 75 teams. people in it so. 75 oh yeah, yeah it does holy yeah i sorry uh, marco yeah sorry yeah my, marco's in dead last isn't he we love you marco but um but you so you actually yeah you went down so did eddie i went I up did, baby yeah. i'm up in 50th i'm not i'm on the first yeah. page now you have to use that to go to the second page to see my name there <laughs> johnny's rising through the ranks moving baby. on up baby all i had to do was captain holland again like everyone else does every week <laughs> uh so i'm not captaining holland next week no? i've decided we'll see yeah i mean yeah city's playing west ham and mm-hmm. uh tottenham is playing uh southampton i think okay. or no Tottenham's playing um sheffield okay so i think i think sun's gonna put on a show so i can probably him. i'm i'm gambling i'm there gambling on that one good gamble good gamble um on carl watch he has moved up again he's in seventh oh, that is Carl damn Howard, impressive that is damn on. impressive you can't be a professional <laughs> athlete and good at PL <laughs> fantasy football however he is behind patty gibson Patty Gibson is yeah. absolutely flying this season in fifth place, tied for fifth yeah. place. I, uh, I speaking of fantasy football, I had my fantasy NFL draft oh, yeah? <laughs> this week. Nice. It did not go well, <laughs> and I got absolutely spanked in my first week. But that's because I don't really care that much. I'm actually way more weirdly invested in in fantasy Premier League. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, speaking of Patty Gibson, you know, if you yes. haven't read, if you haven't read the, his, uh, player rankings article series, they're always really great. The new one's coming out soon. I think new one's coming he out soon. It wasn't out yet. Cause he was, you know, 
getting over this loss i think like the rest of us i get it man i get it <laughs> we get it like, johnny and i literally like had a discussion before this before we recorded we were like eh, i get it why this is taking a while yeah um obviously if you want to be at the game on wednesday either just cash in your free voucher from your city folk ticket or get a ticket in the w live on our website capitalcitysupporters.com as always for your tickets in the dub Pay attention to Ben Ralph with the Forward Press series, Megan Wiper with the Footy 101 series. As always, there's new designs in the shop. Patty, not a great week, but... It's not a great one, but yeah. you know what? It's part of part of being a football fan. And sometimes things don't go your way. It Unless happens. you're a Man City fan, you can just throw money at the problem. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, would, we love it. We love the club. Yeah. Hopefully we see some bounce back. It, w- it would have been nice to be comfortable in second or third right now going into the final stretch, but instead we're in a dog fight for fifth. Let's go. Heck yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> we'll, bla- we'll talk to you next week in another double episode because of the oh, midweek. Yes. Yeah, we got the Pacific and then uh, and then who are we playing after that? That's, uh... We probably should have had that ready. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my bad, y'all. And then Halifax. Halifax. Oh my goodness. I'm going to try and entice... Uh, I'm going to try and entice... And then Halifax uh, away. Oh yeah, on Halifax sa- on away. Saturday. I don't, I don't like. I don't like a Halifax away. Um, that being said, I'm going to try and entice Jan Fillion, who may or may not be listening right now, to uh, <laughs> to jump on the hot stove. Yeah. I think that Halifax keeper on the hot stove would be fun. That I'll would be sick. A message. That would be cause sick. Because he, sh- he shot me a message when I made a really dumb comment about yeah <laughs> his challenge once um, we ended up chatting for a bit and uh hopefully i'm going to be able to pull him into the hot stove so if you're if you're planning on attending the hot stove for the halifax game mm-hmm. you should because who knows man who knows we might have some halifax players maybe on that hot stove and as always saturday 2 p.m gcp the only temple for football in ottawa you can go to the watch party for that it's going to be away at wonders grounds um do we want to maybe do you know when we when we fire up opposition players, they always do well against us. Maybe we don't want to do that. <laughs> get, get him on the hot stove and talk some trash, and he'll go home and then go to bed and then go and put out an absolute master class. It's at 9 p.m. on Saturday, but I'm going to the Riga FC RFS Derby, man. It's the Riga Derby oh, on Saturday. Nice. There you go. At 4 p.m. There you go. So well, maybe, you have maybe fun. I'll come home and watch it when I'm hammered. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully after a better two matches than these past two matches. <laughs> Hopefully six points. Let's go. Yeah, it's actually everybody. Vamos a ver. Vamos a ver.